Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. I'm glad you called in today and uh, and listened in today, and we're, we're going to be very, very pleased with the guests that we have, especially if you're in Northern Virginia, maybe also in Maryland and D.C., because he has a connection to Amazon. That's a mystery. And so I want to welcome David Baker. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I invited David to speak uh, today because of uh, his new job title. And how long have you had your job, first of all? I've been here for five five weeks at this point. So. And so he has been there, have you heard, five weeks. And we're going to break him in by asking him these questions. We're going to test him. And and if he doesn't pass it, he'll have to do it again. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> You're I'm ready? Pumped. I've okay. been studying. Okay. So. All right. Uh, he is the assistant director of government, totally government, uh, and what is it? Government? government and Community Affairs for Virginia Tech. For Virginia Tech. But it's not just Virginia Tech that we're talking about. It's what? It's the new innovation campus that's coming to Alexandria. Okay. So we'll get back to that uh, in a second. Uh, but he, on, his, uh, on his bio, he says he's responsible for uh, uh, engagement with the community, stakeholders who are stakeholders and partners. And, uh, and, and county government and local government officials up here as well. So That's all. Being, that's all. Just, okay. a, just a few. Well, just I'm going to ask you to explain what you're doing to get those people and what you're doing to engage them. But before we get to that, uh, uh, tell us about the Virginia Tech Innovation Center. Sure. So the Innovation Campus came about as a result of uh, that the big Amazon HQ2 package uh, that came out last year. We were proud to partner with the Commonwealth uh, to put together the RFP that ultimately won and landed Amazon here in Northern Virginia. So uh, one of the exciting things that I get to do is talk about everything that we bring to the table and everything we're going to bring to the region, uh, including opportunities for Amazon. But it's important to note that our partnership is with the Commonwealth and not directly with Amazon. So that's one of the biggest uh, misunderstandings that I've encountered in my okay, whole so five weeks here. <laughs> your five weeks. It may change as well in the second week. But but by by uh, by this information or lack of information, if I understand it, first of all, the Virginia Tech has a relationship with the Commonwealth, and the Commonwealth has a relationship with Amazon. That's correct, yes. So, so what is the relationship? W- with which part? <laughs> what is the, uh, the Commonwealth's relationship to Amazon? Sure. So they put together, they were ultimately responsible for the um, incentive package that ultimately brought Amazon to Northern Virginia. So they were the the element that brought together all the various pieces, including the higher ed package uh, that was presented overall to Amazon and uh, was ultimately successful. And as part of that package, uh, Virginia Tech 
uh, created an innovation center. Yes. In addition to, by the way, isn't isn't it true that Virginia has these go go green or go uh, grants? Go Virginia grants. Yes, and those are those are independent, but but smaller economic development incentives. Go Virginia for various locations and jurisdictions to work together on a whole wide range of projects. But but the part that Virginia Tech brings to the table is helping to boost that uh, IT and technical talent that Amazon and the rest of Northern Virginia really so desperately needs. And that's what we're uh, tasked now with with developing uh, for the company. So what does that mean? I mean, how are you going to develop that talent? Right. So over the next 10 years, as part of the requirement, so the Commonwealth put in roughly $165 million so far into this project uh, to build the new innovation campus. Um, And so what we are now required to do, and, and Virginia Tech is matching those funds dollar for dollar um, to help get this thing off the ground. But within 10 years, we need to be producing 750 master's students in computer science and computer engineering and 125 PhD candidates in that space. It's all for graduate students. It's graduate students. There will be opportunities for undergraduate students to come and do experiential learning mm-hmm. opportunities and internships. And so the hope is that there will be opportunities for everybody across the spectrum. Um, but in terms of, of course curriculum and entire courses based up here, it will be focused at the graduate and PhD. Is there level. anything that's similar to that that exists now? Sure. So we have programs actually currently being run out of our Falls Church campus um, in computer science. So so we have a program, uh, but this will obviously be on a much larger scale. So all the other schools in the region, uh, including GW, for right. as I said, uh, are they going to be part of it or not part of it? Or so each school is doing doing their own piece at this point. George Mason obviously got a, a fairly significant portion of the higher ed package as well to help look at at skills and talent in this space. But Virginia Tech is really uniquely positioned, given our background as an engineering school and the state's partner to deliver on this piece of the package. So we are currently producing the most computer science and computer engineering graduates in the Commonwealth right now. Right now, uh, really. And, and that will escalate uh, significantly but once a new campus comes connected. online. Oh, no, it absolutely goes hand in hand. They will be connected and as part of the package as well. And what we in Northern Virginia don't necessarily focus on is it includes significant incentives for the main campus down in Blacksburg. So the the General Assembly just funded uh, $69 million towards a new decision in data sciences building in Blacksburg. And we have a commitment to grow undergraduate computer science and computer engineering graduates by 2,000 graduates a year within the next 10 years. So um, Virginia Tech has a reputation in the computer sciences field, so I understand that. So where are these graduate students coming from? They'll come from all over is the hope once this comes online, uh, starting in 2020 next year. And, and as part of it, we have to grow our computer science and computer engineering programs starting in the fall of 2019. So starting this fall, you'll start seeing growth. Initially, that'll be based in Falls Church and the hope is, as soon as we have a, a real estate deal identified, um, that we'll be able to identify temporary space as well and have our inaugural cohort of the Innovation Campus in place by 2020. Oh, you don't have a place, you don't have a location yet. 
it's is a work in progress. <laughs> Virginia, Virginia Tech got one day advance notice. One day uh, about Amazon selecting Northern Virginia as its site. Oh, so, really? And they were all scrambling around saying, "Listen, can you get that? Can you that?" It's been a <laughs> been a mad dash to try and bring all of these pieces online. Uh, but we're working fast and furious to try try and deliver, and. But it's not how quickly you can get it out the door. Another key component that we um, think is really important is that we're we're trying to be very thoughtful in how we produce this campus with the goal of having it last uh, at least a half a century to a hundred years. What does what does higher education look like in this space a century from now? And now so, I'm going to put you on the spot for somebody who has only been there for five weeks. Um, what is uh, uh, the science uh, going to look like in a half a century, or let's say ten years? Let's start with ten. Let's years. Let's start with ten. Yeah. yeah, it's evolving every day. But yeah. but part of the unique element and what Virginia Tech is focused on is the interaction between human activity and technology. So what is the future of work? Maybe maybe we won't need to be here ten years from now. We we'll be able to just I, I, I call into the cloud, <laughs> call into the cloud, and and be able to do this show. Um, but but far beyond me to know oh, what no, that that would be awful. I'm sorry, audio <laughs> engineer. I'm sorry. <laughs> but far beyond me to know what that looks like. Luckily, we have some some tremendously talented researchers and faculty at Virginia Tech who are are, are already looking at that issue from a whole wide range of spec uh, across the spectrum mm-hmm. in terms of agriculture jobs, in terms of transportation jobs. Our Virginia Tech um, Transportation Institute (VTTI) is one of the leaders right now in automated cars and and driver behavior modeling, how we react to autonomous vehicles and things like that. So it's not only the technology, but it's how humans interact with that technology and what what the role for humans becomes in this future. That's that's very interesting because our show, as you know, is uh, STEM-oriented. And we try to, to get to the question of what is what's going to be uh, available? What's going to happen to you, uh, the, the individual, uh, as it pertains to science and technology in the next? I I only think ten years ahead because <laughs> that's only change after that. And but so it's it's we have all these different opinions and questions. So how are you going to answer them? By finding the best talent we possibly can. So we. Uh, just this past week announced the search that will start for our new executive director to lead the Innovation Campus. It's an international search being run by Corn Ferry um, that will start getting underway later this summer with the hope of identifying uh, a group of candidates and uh, and a finalist to serve in that capacity uh, within the year. So, and they had to guarantee they'll be there for the hundred years. No, <laughs> we'd love to have if it's the right person. We'd love to have them there for hundred years. I can years. see them and they're just passing in. This is that. So, uh, so, so, starting off, uh, in in we are starting in your first year. You have a you're getting together all the data and deciding what courses you're going to have. Yeah, it's a, certainly a planning year on every front for us. So uh, on the academic side, it's building out what will initially be a, a one-year program in computer, a master's in computer science. Just one year. A one-year one year program. program. And a general computer science degree. And a general computer science degree. Uh, but that's really just the starting point. So that's that's one that we're currently doing that's easy to expand, and, and we're hoping to grow that as a starting piece. But the work is actually already being done through our College of Science and College of Engineering 
to start building out the two, three, and PhD level and that's candidate. That's Blacksburg, mostly. That will it, the work is being done right now in Blacksburg, but it will be delivered up here in Northern Virginia. Okay. Do you have, uh, in addition to the, the degrees, the degree in computer science and masters and doctorate, do you offer anything in certificate programs and? Uh, in between, you know, degrees, we we do a host of graduate certificates, and we're hearing from industry every day that that's that's an important need for them. So we are working closely with a number of industry partners, including Amazon, uh, on what those degrees and certificates look like, and making sure that what we're producing is what's needed in the marketplace. As opposed and to bringing something from off the shelf or something that correct, yeah, you can yeah. easily easily do that, I guess. Sure, sure. We already have that piece, Um, and it's and it's always evolving, right? So how do how do you stay current? How do you find the faculty who can teach the newest, latest, greatest uh, things that are happening in that space, especially with fields like computer science and computer engineering, where things are evolving so rapidly? Yeah, I mean, this we're we're talking about two worlds. One is the the person who is in the degree program and getting a degree and working up to quantum engineering and quantum physics, and they're at the top of the, the game. And then there are others who are, uh, who are peripherally involved in technology and who, who wanted different courses to say in, in the game. And, and who wanted to dabble and, and career yeah. changers. They I mean, that's to, an important component, too, or people yeah. working professionals who are looking for a new opportunity and going in a different direction. But and that's so not going to be your to, focus at all. No, I mean, I think there will be opportunity for us to play in that space. But initially, uh, it will start with a true traditional computer science graduate degree. I'm, I'm curious about one thing, though. Do you... Um, do you have all? Do all? There are several schools in this area, like GW. We mentioned that because we both went there. We, you have sir. Uh, do, is there a, a a place where all these schools get together and and discuss these same issues about science and technology and what's going to happen in the future? That's the hope. Uh, in Virginia, certainly there are opportunities through Chev. Uh, where the state institutions can come together and have conversations and things like that. Uh, the State Council on Higher Education uh, in Virginia. Okay. Yes, okay. sorry, acronyms. acronyms. This is an acronym oh, town. for the government, yes. that would be really hard. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, so at the state level, we work very well together. There are uh, associations, obviously, that, that bring in the D.C. and Maryland component, but it's an area where we really need to do better. And, and this uh, Amazon presents a tremendous opportunity for Northern Virginia, but it also presents a, an opportunity for the broader region. And we really uh, are the first to admit at Virginia Tech that it's going to take everybody working together to be able to address the workforce needs, not only of Amazon, but of the broader business community. So and who, so we're trying to bring, uh, hopefully bring everyone to the table. So what region in the United States are we competing with? Do we want to be top of the line for science and technology? Sure. So obviously, Silicon Valley is the is the ten ton <laughs> ten ton gorilla. But okay. but but looking further down the stream, there are certainly opportunities uh, or peers, quasi peers in New York City. Uh, we are fortunate enough at Virginia Tech to have several of the leaders who were behind the Cornell Tech project uh, that's built on Roosevelt Island okay. in New York City who are now at Virginia Tech. They're former Hokies that have been brought home uh-huh, okay. and, and are helping to guide this conversation. So they've been tremendously helpful in sharing their insight 
from that experience, which is probably the most similar to what we're experiencing okay. here now. But but you can look at uh, pockets around. Uh, uh, Boston obviously has a number of, of universities and an innovation culture there. And, and the whole concept of innovation districts uh, is something that started about 20 years ago. Brookings Institute has been kind of the, the thought leader in mm -hmm. that space, an international phenomenon of looking at how uh, Silicon Valley happened organically, how can we now, working with government, uh, create these same kinds of environments. And so... So uh, before I, I talk to you about you, because, I mean, I, first of all, Jason, did he pass the test, five, five, uh, five month test? Does he pass it? Does he? Uh, five weeks. Five, five weeks. Week, I mean, five weeks. Five weeks. Does he sound like he knows his stuff? Don't oversell me. Yeah, yeah, you do. Very good <laughs> for five weeks. Um, before before I, I leave this discussion about uh, the innovative uh, center, how often do you connect with Amazon, and what does Amazon tell you that they want? Sure. So uh, we have a great working relationship with Amazon at the college level. We are already a top 10 recruiting school for Amazon. Uh, they've been, we're told, very happy with our graduates and, and we're thrilled by that. Uh, and we're, we're talking to them now about what that relationship looks like going forward and what this new campus presents for them. But, but again, it's important to note that that the relationship and the partnership is with the Commonwealth for the benefit of the entire business community, not just Amazon. Yeah, but I mean, Amazon is the you know is a big player, a partner, if you will. Absolutely. I guess all these partners could be actually uh, act, uh, contributing as a uh, as a professor, as a visiting professor, and, and teaching people with that way. Yeah, and that's and that's going to have to be part of the equation. So mm -hmm. finding the talent to teach in this space is is extremely difficult. There are a very limited number of individuals who are willing and able to teach in this space. And you have companies like Amazon, Google, Facebook, who can pay two, three, four, five times what higher education can pay. So we have to look holistically at what uh, incentives we can bring to the table that might be attractive to people to want to teach just in this them, space. Borrow them. Or use them, right. Yeah. Or partner with companies and, and who mm -hmm. are willing to do a 50-50 share on somebody's salary or time. A at this point, everything is on the table in terms of what that model looks like. I am impressed because you, you don't come from a science background, but you are so knowledgeable. I'm, I'm very, uh, I must say, I'm very impressed with you. Well, thank you. So this, uh, let's switch for the, for the remaining time. Uh, you are a father with three small children, and I've, I wonder how you do it all. <laughs> I'm very fortunate to have a wife that stays at home and is able to manage everything on the home front. I, I couldn't do a, a fraction of what I do now if it wasn't for her, so very and lucky. The youngest is uh, five, nine, nine months. months. I have a nine-month-old, a, four, a four-year-old, and a seven-year-old. And then, and then a one-year-old, and then yes, it, it keeps changing. So keeps I have changing. I have to pause because, yeah. uh, okay. especially when you're talking in months, that's a, that's always the hard part. All right. Well, that's that sounds fair. I mean, I'm I've I was one of six, so the larger families are coming back into vogue. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, so so you uh, went to undergrad at Mary Washington. 
Uh, yeah, the University of Mary Washington in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah, and did you do a graduate study there? Or did you? No, I I did my graduate work at George Washington University George in D.C. Okay. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to switch uh, in into working for higher ed just about the time I decided to go back to school for a graduate degree. You know, so but that was I mean, a good way I'm to do so it. glad that you you are in higher ed because as you mentioned earlier, it doesn't uh, pay. It's like government doesn't pay. Uh, com- uh, com- comparable salaries to Amazon and Google, and so what made what made you decide to stay into higher ed and um, basically nonprofit work? Yeah, sure. No, I I went into higher ed thinking all I wanted to do was get my degree, and the and the beauty of higher ed is uh, a number of institutions, including Virginia Tech and including George Washington University, pay a significant premium or or your entire uh, tuition when you are an employee and decide to go back to school. So at, at the time, I already had two children and uh, hmm. knew, knew there weren't the extra funds available to go back and get a graduate degree. So I was fortunate enough to find a job at GW, and, and they helped contribute 90% towards tuition. So that, that made it affordable and possible for me to also go to school. And the flexibility that they offered uh, being in that space, mm-hmm. they... they um, gave me the chance to go back to school and work full time. So that was that was tremendous. And I ended up having just a wonderful experience, the opportunity to work with professors who are doing cutting edge research and, and work in interesting spaces and and really the opportunity to work with students. That was phenomenal. Really? How uh, did you work with students? So we at when I was at GW had the chance to work with them uh, putting together internships. They helped with uh, a cybersecurity project for the Commonwealth. They did a whole bunch of research around state-level initiatives that were happening across the country and had the opportunity to present that to the governor and, and leadership in Richmond. So that was a really neat opportunity uh, and a chance to work with them, and I really enjoyed it. And And then when the opportunity came along with Virginia Tech, you there grabbed was, it. You were, yeah. right, you were ready for it. Yeah. So at GW, they have uh, the School of Engineering. They have the Innovative Studies. They have innovative an innovative program. It's, I get their, get their articles and information regularly. What is that? Innovation. The School of Engineering has an innovation lab, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, so they're doing a, a number of things. They have what's What's very interesting to me and and was just coming online just as I was leaving GW was uh, uh, an innovation space particularly geared towards students. It was a incubator lab type space where students could go if they had ideas and projects and how they they built those out. So that to me was really neat. Their School of Business does a um, innovation, annual innovation project. Project and You'll contest have to or something. Figure out what that yeah, looks they, like. Uh, yeah. But but it's a contest, and and the winner walks away with uh, seed funding to start that first leg of the business. So they're they're, they're doing some say, cool oh, things in yeah. that space, and they're trying to grow uh, their engineering and science portfolio, which is which is terrific. I happened to be at uh, GW. I mean, not to take away from Virginia Tech, but but I was at GW last week, and I was in the School of Engineering, and it's so large and so quiet. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought engineers were, you know, you know, gathered around the the, the big computers and creating their own 
magic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spectacular space down there in Foggy Bottom, and uh, a lot of, of time and resources went into it. Um, but it's really helping to move them into the hard sciences space, whereas traditionally they've been a uh, public policy law school business focus. Well, David, I uh, you, and before I leave that, you worked for CGI and you worked for MBTC. And you got your 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 toes and your feet wet in the sciences and working in those organizations, didn't you? Yes, and having the opportunity to work with the Northern Virginia technology community uh, has been terrific. So and and really help plant a seed and and build that network that we've been able to connect with higher ed and hope hopefully can continue to do over the years. Well, to come. I personally am glad that you decided to stay in education and higher ed, even. What, what do we? What do you call your job now? Uh, higher ed. Or it's it's higher ed higher through and ed, through. It's higher ed job, and uh, for one, uh, and anybody who was interested in a government job should take their lesson from you. Uh, <laughs> the benefits of working for lower salary but more rewards. Yeah, we need we need good people in government yeah. as well. So and, we'll and take good people, etc. So good people anywhere we can get them. Well, I hope that uh, as you progress uh, to. Uh, to your next level, like six months or one year, uh, we can touch base and see how it's going with you. And would love to. Hopefully, have some more updates to share the next time we talk. <laughs> and and maybe we'll get some uh, some uh, other people, some students or somebody in that we can all chat about how it's like, what it's like to be part of the planning. Yeah, they'll be much more interesting than me, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, contraire, oh, contraire. <laughs> Thank you, David. David Baker, who is the uh, deputy uh, director. Assistant uh, director of government and community affairs. Uh, deputy is the government assistant director. <laughs> and thank you very much for coming. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.